Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Be in the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for pole's position. So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days to the NFL draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a, a young version of Patrick Mahomes. Fields. Not sure yet. Not sure. Maybe not working out. I don't know what's going on with the Bears. It don't matter. No matter who they take, because Justin Fields, he'll probably leave and go win a Super Bowl somewhere. So if you go to the Bears organization, you're doomed. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Every day at this time, we try to get inside the mind of Ryan Poles. He let us in yesterday by speaking, which was really nice of him. Uh, But we are going to do drafts and trades and picks and positions and free agents and hypotheticals. And today, we have decided to talk about edge rusher in the draft to pair with Montez Sweat. It's pretty obvious that they need somebody on the other side, Demarcus Walker, um, Raheem Green, right? Dominique Robinson. These are not answers for a real big boy NFL defense at edge rusher. And today is the day that edge rushers are speaking at the combine. Mark Rody will have will have some of it here, but Mark Rody's going to have a ton of it uh, coming up in his five o'clock Bears report. We'll also play categories at three forty. We got a lot more to do today. Late, uh, yesterday, when we talked to Matt Eberflus, the real one, not Honest Matt, but real Matt Eberflus, yes. was, was on this show. We asked him about uh, Javon Dexter, the three technique, and he talked about the entirety of the defensive line. You know, you're always looking to add pieces in the defensive line, so you know it's ever changing and ever evolving. So, you know, I've always said you can never have enough uh, defensive linemen. And and I'll, and I'll go to the grave saying that. It's a weird thing to go to your grave saying. I gotta say, <laughs> Matt Eberflus on his deathbed. 
I just needed a rotational edge rusher who could set the edge. And, and, I'll, and I'll go to the grave saying that. I mean, of all the things you could say. I what just needed to someone say. to shoot the A-gap. I needed one more <laughs> lineman. And, and, I'll, and I'll go to the grave saying that. <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, it's an interesting class, isn't it? There's no top five guys. There's no, like, Bosa or Miles Garrett, like, this is a generational defensive end for Will this Anderson team. from last year. No. Yeah, and I think part of that is some of the exceptional talent at the other positions, es- especially quarterback. You know, there, there's there's really good quarterback prospects, really good receiver prospects, and really good left tackle prospects. Those are important so, positions. So also premium positions. But yes, there there is not there is not a Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney esque prospect in this draft for sure. You do look though and see like most um, mocks or like the PFF rankings had like four, maybe five first rounders yep. as as edge rushers i saw that the pff top 200 has 10 edge rushers so that's like the first 3 rounds uh you might see as many as 10 and i find myself wanting a specific style and and skill set so i mean we can get to it it, it emerges as, as we go here okay. in the conversation so who do you I, like who's the well, best let me, let me just say this like i I don't think I like any of them enough to be thrilled with them at nine. So I want I wanted to just start there. And can I can I also get one more thing off from that I meant to do earlier in the show? And we I'll do it more later as well. But just like I think there's a chance that they don't end up at nine. That and everyone's like trade down from nine, trade down from nine, trade down from nine. What if they trade with Atlanta for Fields? And part of the trade is swapping nine and eight. So he actually moves up a spot because we know that they need a receiver. We'll get to more of that later. I know that's a different position, but I'm just I'm just not convinced that the Bears are going to be picking at nine with the second pick of the first round. All right. First, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, we'll do more on it later. Because I've seen a lot of mocks where that third receiver, whether it's Neighbors or Adunze, goes eight. Correct. And you're sitting there at nine going, damn it, we just missed our guy. And then I'd think that they would trade down, which could enable them to take one of these guys. One of these guys and maybe still a receiver. Like if they could get... You know, Ke- uh, Keon per- Coleman. I sure. love Keon Coleman. Yeah. You know, right. but whatever. But like, so yeah, they might not be at nine either to move up, which we should talk about later, or to move down. Okay. So I will say this Dallas Turner, when I was watching, and again, I'm not watching full games for, for this. I, I, fu- I fully admit it. But when I was watching videos last night and this morning, I think the single most impressive individual play that I saw was from Dallas Turner. And it struck me as the type of play that when he gets drafted, a GM would get in front of the local media and say, go see this play. So what does he do? Is he showing bend and getting around the outside? Is he showing power? What's he showing? Motor. It's not he beat a first-round pick tackle for a sack. It's not a crazy pass rush move. It's not hand technique. It's a play against Texas. They are on the left hash mark. The ball's on the left hash mark. He is lined up over the right tackle. They run a screen pass to the left. So they run a screen pass to the short side of the field away from him. And 20 to 25 yards down the field on the left sideline, and he was lining up over the right tackle. So he's, per, he's come across half the field and 20, 25 yards down the field. 
he makes the tackle and forces a fumble. It's just it's the type of play where because he, he sprints up the field on the pass uh-huh, rush, uh-huh. and then it's a screen, so it's like oh crap, and so now he's thirty yards away, keeps per- going, pursuing the ball carrier, the heart, the ethic, the the heart, the, the work ethic, all of it. Got it. And it's, I think he's going to be the fastest edge rusher at the combine. He's six four two fifty. Yeah. Um. He just he he strikes me as a guy that won't bust well it's interesting because i think that he's going to end up being the first edge rusher in this draft but i don't think he's the most polished complete edge rusher in this draft i think liatu latu is the most polished edge rusher the kid from ucla but he was forced to medically retire from the university of washington because of neck injuries. He missed two full seasons with neck injuries. Yeah, one of them was the COVID season, right? Right. Because he's he's, he's played two seasons at UCLA since. He had to medically retire and then got passed by the UCLA doctors to play there. He transferred from Washington right to UCLA. But he's the most polished and complete guy in the class. He's got great hands. He's got like a chop move that's his go-to. He's got decent bend. Um, uh, your guy Dallas Turner has better bend and athleticism on the outside to get around that outside shoulder for the tackle. But Latu has the motor, has athleticism. He's got speed and closing speed and all that. But I think I think people are going to be a little freaked out by the by the next stuff. And Dallas Turner's athleticism might uh, elevate him. So Latu said that he's not getting a ton of it. The combine, and again, we'll hear more from Grody at, at five. A ton on, of the injury on, on pushback. Him. Yeah, and and listen, obviously, I don't know, but he he had spinal fusion surgery. Like I I know something about that. And Peyton Manning had it. Daniil Hunter had it. He went to the same surgeon that did theirs, and he's played two full college football seasons mm-hmm. since he was forced to medically retire. How'd you feel? And, Would you feel good about had, a clean bill of health? He had 10 and a half sacks in 2022 and 13 sacks last year and led all of college football in tackles for a loss last year. So if he's played two full seasons since he's had the surgery, uh-huh. I guess I don't know why it would be. I, I, I know why it would make him not a top five pick. But if the production is there and he's played two full seasons, it's it's not like he's coming off of it. You know, it's not it's not like we it's not like he he missed his junior year and he's entering the draft with it being a question mark on if it can hold up. He's completed two seasons since he had the neck surgery. So I I think he's gonna get a clean bill of health and I think he's gonna be drafted in the between ten and twenty okay. in the in the first round of the draft. There's some mocks that have him going to the Bears at nine. Yeah. There, there are some mocks that have Dallas Turner going to the Bears at nine. Um, you know, Dallas Turner doesn't have a lot of moves yet, uh, supposedly. He's got that speed, he's got that bend, and the power he counters with um when you're expecting him to use the speed and the bend. But and you you don't you don't want to you don't want an edge at nine. You wouldn't feel good about I, that. I, I think that they all seem to have a flaw, which makes them not the top five prospect. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, I think that what would happen for them if they got to nine, it would have to be that neighbors Adunze and uh, obviously Marvin Harrison are all off the board. They're totally locked in at Braxton Jones yeah. at left tackle, so they're not interested in tackle. They're worried about Brock Bowers' health. So you know what I mean? Like They don't think Brock Bowers is right there, and no one's willing to trade up. 
You know, I so I just think that there's a, a a lot of things that would have to happen for them to actually take an edge at nine. All Tra- those uh, variables is why we do polls position every day at at, at three. Trade uh, trade down and take one of these guys. Sure, I think I think that's very very in play. But but stay at nine, take an edge rusher. Uh, I think that they would be disappointed by the outcome. The third guy who gets talked about as maybe the best edge rusher in this draft is Jared Verse from Florida State. It was a really interesting story. He went to Albany, and then he transferred to Florida State. Um, He's a fifth-year senior. He could have come out last year, decided to stay again. Yeah. And he's 6'4", he's 251. He is an adult you know, and he's super powerful and long. Did you hear this? He thinks he ought to be the top pick in the entire draft. I think I'm a great player. I think that's ultimately for the teams to decide. I think I'm a great player. I think I've, you know, I've exemplified everything. I've showed everything I've had on the field. But like I said, I think the best player should be picked for is like, I definitely think I should, you know, be considered. But at the end of the day, it's whatever the team needs. So I think he's a guy who's got like a high floor, but not a dream ceiling. You know, he's not a speed guy. And I, if I'm, if I'm going for edge rusher high in the draft, I want somebody who might end up being my Micah Parsons or my Von Miller. I want an absolute game wrecker if I'm doing it that high. Yeah, I... Or at least that ceiling so possibility. When I, so when I was watching videos and clips of him and searching his name on Twitter and just, you know, again, not doing full video breakdowns for 30 minutes on each guy, but 10 minutes on each guy. I'm not I'm, either, by the way. But, no, but I'm just saying, I, 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 I spent 40 minutes on this, you know what I mean, last night and today. So not... He had two plays... That were I, he had one against Louisville and one against Florida, where like the power football mm-hmm. in you, mm-hmm. you just want where the quarterback's left tackle sacked him. Like he just I saw he, that he play. Just, he just bull rushes the yes. tackle and pushes it back into the quarterback's lap. Yeah, and I mean, did it did it against Louisville? Did it against Florida? That that I saw, and it's like he doesn't even touch the quarterback. Because in college, you don't even need to. You know, it's just like your knees down, you're down. Right, he uses the offensive lineman to sack the quarterback. It's crazy. It strikes me as difficult to do in the NFL. I, Yeah, but I mean, the bull rush is a thing. Yeah, for in, sure. In, in, in the NFL. But, you, but it's really only a thing if they if they respect your speed rush. Uh, sure, you, ha- you obviously have to have more. But yes, and he, to your point, 22-year-old guy, I don't know if the left tackle on Florida was a ni- was nineteen. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. I, I didn't do that extra level that Ryan Poles would be doing and, and all of that. But he does have wow power. You know, and there and there are guys like it'll be interesting to see when they when he does his workout. Yeah, like does he win? Does he have the the biggest squat? Well, does he have the high the most reps right. on, on the bench press? Like is is he? 20%, 10% stronger than the second guy in the class. This is where we get to the profile thing for me. Because if you're Eberflus, do you want a defensive end who can rush the passer, but he can also set the edge? He also can defend the run by holding his own. Because Jared, Jared Verse will be able to. Jared Verse will be able to do that. He controls the matchup, is the way I saw it described in a couple different places, that he... He, he wins that matchup and controls it, whether he's getting by a guy or not. So, and this is where I admit what I want. And I referenced Micah Parsons. I referenced Von Miller. I dream of, on the opposite side of Montez Sweat, a super fast and athletic special guy. You know? Because Montez is the full package as a D-end. I want a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows it. He knows it. Mm-hmm. I want a guy on the other side who scares the hell 
out of uh, out of um, offensive coordinators and tackles to the point that maybe they think about getting extra help out there because this guy just can beat you around the edge every time. So he scares you. So that's why I find myself intrigued by guys a little further down the list. One guy further down the list, as opposed to Jared Verse. Give me Chop Robinson, man. Give me if you trade down. And go to Penn State and give me Chop Robinson, probably the best athlete at the position in this draft. Just first step, explosiveness, outside shoulder threat every single time. Needs to be taught some hand usage, needs to be taught some technique. But man, he has that burst that can beat anybody off the edge. And I am intrigued by that as a fit for this defense. Four sacks last year not as much production as you'd like i'm just saying not that that was the thing and he's he's a little shorter than some of these guys I know. so i think there's going to be some questions on exactly the type of system and can he set the edge i know so i so just so he, he they, probably can't he was so i'm just saying he he's not nine it's, no 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 it, no it, it, it and i know you said trade down uh but it, it is a that that is Whew. a and so I guess I again I'd be if they traded down far enough where I think he might be 15 17 and they sure. pick up a second round pick too something like that and but would they, you rather have him or Keon Coleman the or, wide receiver or, or, or Powers Johnson the center or the best center mm-hmm. to you know I I just who has nobody less premium position sure but Virtual certainty that he's going to be a good pro. What am I getting for Fields? Like what? What else? What else am I getting? You're getting Atlanta's second round pick, You're, which is I think fifty two. Mm-hmm. It's either forty two or fifty two. Uh, fi- I think fifty two. Well, uh, th- this is when it becomes. Well, maybe I love the wide receiver um, out of Texas. It's Adonai Mitchell, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So maybe I love that guy, and I can get him in the second round and feel great about adding that as my second wide receiver at a deep position, and I don't have to worry about that in round one as I trade down. The other thing about edge rushers... Or, or are you like the center? Was Zach, who's your guy? Who met Frazier you? from West Virginia. Oh, Zach Frazier. I keep seeing tape on him, and he's popping. So he's maybe, very impressive. Maybe you like that guy in the second round, and you can get your edge rusher here. We're still getting more. When I was... Covering NFL locker rooms every every week uh, in in Kansas City, um, a guy that I was not friendly with but p- close with was Tom Bahali. You remember him? Great, yes, great, absolutely. Great edge rusher. Went to Penn State. Real smart, cerebral dude. And I was there when the the Chiefs selected Justin Houston, and I remember talking to him about it because one day after practice in training camp, they were the last two guys off the field, and Tom Bahali got really into. Uh, martial arts into like jujitsu and he was talking about how it helped him with his hands as he was like losing a step with his athleticism he had to get smarter as an edge rusher and he you know hand techniques to be sure that the the NFL freaking nature left tackles wow, that, that had long arms would keep their hands off of him and he was showing Justin Houston as a rookie, those moves. He's like the things that I learned seven years into my career. Hey, eight, I wanted to teach it to Justin Houston. So some of these guys, it's kind of like NBA players that like when You're drafting they, raw. Yeah, and they come in, they don't have a jump shot because they're better an athlete than everybody that they've ever played against. Absolutely. So they so they can always get to the hole. So when people say like he's not a refined pass rusher, he doesn't have a counter move. Don't he let that freak you out. It that, shouldn't. So that, I, it's I, true I, of Dallas Turner too, by well, the way. He doesn't have him, a ton of moves. That's why I named him first. Like I I for edge rusher. I tend to go, and this is why we don't have all the data on this yet. Mm-hmm. Give me the best athlete. That's that's my guy, Chop Robinson. That's why I'm smitten. Uh, this is from today. Tanny grabbed that. This is Chop Robinson describing himself as a player. 
I'm definitely relentless. I try to be consistent with my hands, stay with low pad level, keep my hands inside their chest so no man can move me back. What they're getting out of me is a great guy who shows up every single day, gets everything they got, and trying to get better no, no matter how what's going on. If I feel like I'm doing good, I'm always trying to find a way to get better. So, look, man, I, I, I don't know. Like, you do this research and you fall for guys, right? I found myself sure. falling for chop. Yeah, and so the, the, the clip that I I'll, – I'll send it to you during the break. The clip that I saw against Texas for, for Turner – Showed the motor. He was. He had ten sacks. He had forty six pressures. Playing with better players at, at, at Alabama for sure. But he mm-hmm. also had a monster freshman season. Took a little bit of a step back last year in Will Anderson's huge year. Then had a monster junior season. So crazy productive college player in the SEC. Biggest level of college football. Great motor and also a very very good athlete. Very fast player. Interesting. So, so I, I I I see. That, what you're talking about, I also think that there is something there in Dallas Turner. I, you know, it's interesting. A texture makes an interesting point because I love the interconnectedness of, like, having the skills. We're talking about how a, def- a really good defensive end, you got to have the speed to make the bull rush work. We made the point to Eberflus yesterday, and he liked it, about how Mahomes was able to run towards the end of the Super Bowl because you fear the surgeon in him just picking you apart so they didn't spy him. Right. There's no spy, that kind of thing, and then he just runs because he's smart like that. Texter says, with Chop Robinson, Ben Johnson and the Lions are going to run it on third and five because they're afraid of sweat and then the speed rusher on the other side and that maybe they make a choice. And, of course, maybe not that directly, but the idea is that Opposing offensive coordinators will fear the pass rush more with a relentless speed guy rusher on that edge, and it might affect their play calling. I love that part of the psychology of football. I do too. I will just say, I, it's a this is a very valuable exercise, and it's a premium position. I will just be floored, and maybe you say, "Hey, Danny, this is your this is your bias." I'll be floored if that asset isn't offense. Like, we're going to do it. We're going to talk three technique. We're going to, you know what I mean? But Depends I, if they trade down and get multiple assets. Get I know, multiple ways I know, to do but, it. But, but still, they, they need more help on offense than defense. Uh-huh. On some level, they're selling Caleb at, at the top of the draft. And so they just, they, they need more premium ass, assets on offense. They've given Matt Eberflus a lot. They've given him a expensive middle linebacker. They've given him an expensive edge rusher. They're They've about given to give him, him an, an expensive cornerback. An expensive corner. Giving him a, lo- a big money middle linebacker. That's what I'm saying. T- top 50 picks at safety and corner and three technique. You know, mm-hmm. so they- they've given him a lot on that defense. I think they need to balance out some resources on the on the on the offensive side of the ball. So I, I don't think any of these edge rushing prospects are good enough that it'll be there. If it goes offense with the top eight picks and there's not a trade-up candidate for a quarterback, that scenario where they get to take their top defensive player on the board, maybe. But outside of that, I would just be personally very surprised. As I went deeper, I didn't find a potential second-round edge rusher that I fell in love with. Maybe from Alabama, Chris Braswell, who's got speed and strength but hasn't produced monster numbers. It's kind of like chop. You yeah, know? I was going to say, let's see how Chop measures out, man. Like he, Chop the, might be short enough that he ends yeah, up in the second. Yeah, there might not be enough production, and he might be short enough that he could he could fall. God, I can I'd, see, I'd I, I can see him falling. I'd love that if that if that second pick in the first is a wideout or is Bowers or is a yeah. tackle if they decided to, and then Chop or or somebody that they love at a, at an edge is there in round two for a, a, a fields pick they get back.
All right. Well, we had some interesting baseball happenings today as it relates to the Cubs. We got stadium news to still get to. We will play categories in a little bit. A Bears report. It's a busy show. Parkinson speak on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Parkinson Spiegel. Yeah. Sounds like the law firm you call when you get a parking ticket. <laughs> Afternoons on the score. How is something good happening to me? No one on the planet would believe that you're happy. How is this possible? Well, I have better news for you. I'm leaving you in my will. I'm tweaking it, and you're in it. No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. It's done. You're in. I don't want to be in it. Got, I have money. I don't need it. Give it to someone who needs it. When I die, I want you to know how much I care about you. No, I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to give it to charity. You're my best friend. You're getting it. No. I'm making a Sherman-esque statement about the will right now. I'm sick of your historical references. If nominated, I will not run. If bequeathed, I will not accept. Well, I'm bequeathing. Well, I'm not accepting. Well, you'll have to accept. Don't give it to me. Don't hurt my feelings. I'm not going to keep a penny of it. You're hurting me. Thank you, but I don't want it. I'm giving it to you anyway, pal. Oh, my God. Man, R.I.P. to the great Richard Lewis. That is from the most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Richard Lewis dead today at the age of 76 from a reported heart attack. He's undergone a bunch of health issues. Uh, He was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, announced his retirement from stand-up comedy, said the last thing that he was going to do was finish out the curb run with his lifelong friend. They went to summer camp together over 50 years ago uh, with Larry David. He missed all of season 11 Mm. of Curb, uh, recovering from three surgeries, then surprised the cast and crew, came onto the set. Uh, When they were wrapping up season 11, Larry put him in a scene just like, oh, you got to be in here. And they, they, so he's in one scene in all of season 11 of Curb, but uh, Richard Lewis dead at the age of 76. That bit about I'm going to leave you money in the will and Larry being upset about it was incredibly compelling in part because Richard looked older and more frail than he had at any other part of Curb as I was watching that uh, this year. Yeah. And it, it's, I love that detail about their friendship, how far back it went. Cause I mean, you, I guess it's, it's over 50 years, right? Richard Lewis, 76 years old. They went know, to summer camp together. Probably so, 60 years. So, yeah, 60 years. Maybe yes. in 65. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. 
been a really, really funny stand-up comic for decades and decades and decades. I think I first knew about him from the sitcom with Jamie Lee Curtis, Anything But Love. Yeah, the Chicago show, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I knew somebody who was working on that show. I was in college. He was fresh out of college and working on that show, and I, I couldn't... He was telling me all these stories, and he told me that Richard Lewis was the smartest person about comedy that he'd ever talked to. He told me, like, he, Richard Lewis was talking about, oh, yeah, five is funnier than four and six. Odd numbers are funnier. So if you're you're going back to a bit, just trust me. I don't know why, but it's science. The odd number is funnier. I've never forgotten that. That's uh, first first time I knew about him was Robin Hood Men in Tights. Sure. Loved that movie. Thought it was absolutely hysterical. Um, then watched, I don't remember which special, but I watched all the HBO comedy specials, like 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 in the mid to late '90s, when I was like way too young to be watching HBO, but my yeah. pe- but my parents had it. I, I whichever one came out in like '97 is probably the first Richard Lewis comedy special that I saw. I find myself um, making sure to watch every episode of Curb this season. It's sort of as I'm kind of honoring Larry yeah. and the show's legacy. I I'm laughing, definitely laughing some. I find, sometimes I cringe, but that's part of the thing. Yeah, but. I, I want to see how he's going to wrap it up. Have you shared your theory about how he's going to wrap it up? And I don't I, know if you want to. I'm happy to share it. Because I'm happy to share it. Because I, I, I haven't, I shared it with Christine the other night because I think you're on it. Because the whole series is about whether he's a good guy or not. I, so I said it after episode two, and I actually just saw someone write it after episode four. So you'll just have to back me up that I told you about I, it. I'm here to a, back you a up. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I think it's going to, I don't, People could be behind, but I'm not going to give anything away about the specific. But I think it's going to end with Larry in jail, or at least on trial. Or at, yeah, he's on. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's just like the Seinfeld finale, right? Just I like think, the Seinfeld I think, finale. I, I think there's going to be a meta callback to the to the Seinfeld finale where they got citizens arrest and they had to call all the people before them. Uh-huh. And Larry famously always defended the finale because he. People don't remember the how it went with Seinfeld. He was the co-creator and co-writer of Seinfeld yeah. seasons one through seven. Did not do seasons eight and nine. Mm. Jerry did that by himself, but they brought back Larry. For the finale. For the finale. To let, to let him write the full story. And just the other night in episode four, they reference it. Yeah. They it, referenced the finale. Yeah, yes, which is why I saw it get written about. I think it was in GQ that they wrote about it, and I was like, ah, I should have said it. But, 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 but I, I texted my buddies about it, too, so but, I, I'm on it. But think about, like, the, uh, the whole thing about Seinfeld, whether you like that finale or not, they were trying to decide, are these good people or not? How many of the Curb storylines are whether Larry is perceived as a good person or not? Yes. And here we are. This season is playing out that way. I, and I just, I think it's going to, but Larry said in the Seinfeld season of Curb, they're like, they referenced the finale also. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's George. I think it's Jason Alexander. It might've been Julia Louis-Dreyfus. like, oh, and now we'll get a chance to not mess up the finale, to like to redo the finale. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, we didn't mess up the finale. <laughs> That's but right. He he's, he's gets very defensive over it. But, By the but, way. But, but Richard Lewis in Curb, a, a scene stealer, man. Like the scenes with Jerry and Larry in that season of Curb, mm-hmm. he's hilarious. Like he just it. And Larry said he needed another person because uh, he knew that he had Jeff, his manager and friend. He knew he had his wife. He knew they weren't putting kids in. He's like, I needed another friend to get into fights with, and so that's why Richard Lewis and Funkhauser were brought in. Well, that's why Richard Lewis is the perfect 
intellectual and improvisational, not even like a foil because they're friends, right? They're yes. friends in real life, friend, friends on the show. He's yeah. a playmate. A playmate to, you know, to, to riff with, and you wonder how much of that stuff is based in reality, especially that clip that we brought out of break with. But, like, he is the perfect yin to Larry's yang, right? Like, yes. you know, they, they are friends, but also combative all the time because Larry's combative with everyone, but it's, like, in a different way with <laughs> Richard Lewis's character. Like, with Jeff, he's punching down almost all the time. Yes. And everyone else. But this is, like, this is like two great boxers going at it in every scene. <laughs> blow that for in. blow. That's yeah. a great it's a great analogy. Apparently, I didn't remember this, that Richard Lewis was a regular with Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer for... Oh, for, cool. That's a pretty cool regular. That's awesome. Uh, that's pretty badass. <laughs> that, that is amazing. So that kinship with Chicago Radio royalty, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, are we allowed to talk about that broadcast we're doing on the 21st of March at uh, the toast that we did last year? And who might be there? I think we are, right? I don't. I, I haven't been given a start promoting this or don't. Okay. There's no way to know. All right. Well, we might be having somebody on that day who would be uniquely qualified to talk about this theory of yours. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. That's a fine. That's a fine thing to say. It's a fine clue, right yeah, there. It's a fine clue. I think so. Not yeah. March 21st, though. No, <laughs> you're thinking of a different remote. You're thinking of a different thing. Oh, wow. Well, the thing you're thinking of is in May. It's always good when a boss March, runs into the studio. March 27th. Don't don't say anything? Yeah. Is that is that what we got there? Okay. Don't say anything? Yeah, okay. We can't yeah. promote that one. No. All right, yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. we did it yeah. now. Well, okay. Sure. Me too. I didn't know. I didn't know. Honestly. Dump him. Dump him. Shump him. Honestly, it's good for bosses to, you know, they sit at their desks all day. Yeah, it's good to get a run in. Yeah, it's good to get a run in. <laughs> Well, Ryan doesn't sit at his desk all day. He comes down here and tells us when we can't talk about things. <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's For our, our job. show, that's we're right. going to talk about things occasionally. He gets the, his workout when we're on the air. Uh, that, that's what we do. I we feel do. like, what the hell did you just I feel like we've honored Stephen Gary. <laughs> we, we I feel provide, like we've honored Stephen Gary by making a boss run down the hall. Yeah, we provide cardio to our bosses. <laughs> yes, sir. Happy his wife it. should be thanking us. <laughs> get, get, get your steps in. Ryan Parr's step counter is up dramatically between two and six. Yes. <laughs> I, I have right here in my hot little hand the categories for the uh, game. All right. Yeah. Speaks will host categories. Shane, you want to know what they are? We have, a, <laughs> we have a Bears report at 5 o'clock. A lot more to do. Parkinson and Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. And here's the controversy. Listen, we love fun, right? Afternoons on the score. So, I think it's time to play the game. We're playing the game? <laughs> yes. We're playing the game. Do we have to play the game? <laughs> What's the game? <laughs> the game is categories. Three categories, two sports, one pop culture, one of us hosts, the rest of us play. We try to name as many items in said category as possible. Hopefully one of us wins two of three to win the game. You get to play along at home. Or in your car. Or your office. And today I get to host. We rotate it, but I am ready to do it. Here we go. All right. They are topical. I don't know if you guys know this, but Chris Chelios had his number retired. Oh, boy. The other day. <laughs> I was afraid of this. He is I get to go first. one of the Blackhawks <laughs> or Chicago Bulls players or coaches to have their Jersey retired up in the rafters. I am looking for a Blackhawk or a Bull who has their number in the rafters, not the Raptors, at the United Center. Not just Blackhawks, but Blackhawks or Bull. Bobby Hull. Bobby Hull is correct. 
Tanny, you get to go next. Bob Love. Ball, bullet Bob Love is absolutely correct. Scotty Pippen. Is correct. Michael Jordan. That is also correct. Stan Makita. Yes, Stan Makita. Good old number 21. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson is indeed correct as a coach. Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause just earlier this year when everybody showed up and was polite. No, that's not true. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said everybody yeah, he's, showed he's up. Making fun of, he's and making fun polite. of people not being polite. No, no, I'm saying his name was not just hung up in the rafters this year. Is what I'm saying. Jerry Krause? Yeah, Jerry Krause's his banner. Oh, has right, been, right, right, right. His, right. his banner has been up there for years. Yeah, I got, I got you what you were saying, Speaks. Yep, 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 yep. There was a lot of bad info in categories. A lot categories, of bad info in categories every once yeah, in a while. Anyway. Uh, My bad. Shouldn't ad lib. Uh, Jerry Sloan. Jerry Sloan is correct. Is Jeremy Roenick up there? No. It is not. I, should I, be. I don't I don't know. JR should be is not should be a Hall there. of Famer too. Mm-hmm. Danny? We've we've hit all the bulls, right? We've hit the four bulls play there's four bulls numbers plus uh-huh. Krauss and Jackson. And there's one other bull. I will give you that information. There's another bull? Yeah, not as a player. That's too much information. <laughs> Not as a player. There, there, there are several other Blackhawks. If you'd like to go down that yeah, road, yeah. I sir. mean, if it's Danny's turn, it is Danny's turn. Jerry Sloan uh, was already it? mentioned. Sorry, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Tanny. Uh, let's go with Bobby Hull. Bobby, that's what I that said. That was already mentioned. Oh, you as said well. Bobby Hull. All right, sorry, sorry. All right, so you both get another chance now. Uh, it's All right, true. Yeah. All right, yeah, Danny, back to you. Savard? Dennis Savard is correct. All right. Chris Tannehill. Keith Magnuson? Yes, Keith oh Magnuson is correct. <laughs> Who is the bull? There's four Bulls numbers retired. Uh-huh. There's only four Bulls numbers. Then there's, yeah. Okay. How am I missing here? Go ahead, Shane. No, Shane's out. Oh, Shane's yeah, out. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, you've been out. I said, I said Jeremy Roenick. There, I, I, I I don't know. There are four more Hawks players, and there's one bull. Tanny? Does Chelios count? Uh, no, Chelios does not count. Right. Is uh, Pierre Pallad up yes, there? Yes, Pierre Pallad is up there. You win it. Glenn Hall, Tony Esposito, ah. and Marion Hosa. Oh. Hosa. Go ahead, Hosa. Give, us, give us the Hosa speech. So Hosa. <laughs> oh, you mean. I mean, hey, what was it like having oh. your number 81 up there, Marion? Oh, you're the one who asked me if I were to go. Oh, my God. He's yes. Wow, Marion Hosa in the building. And the bull you forgot, coach, business manager, and broadcaster, Johnny Red Kerr. Damn it. There we go. That category exhausted. All right. And exhausting. Yeah. One more sports category here. I enjoyed it, Speaks. Good, good, good. good. I love looking at those banners as a kid. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Just picture yourself in there. You remember Pierre Pilat. I was thinking about it. You know, is there a baseball thing we should do? Bellinger signed $30 million. We've done that. Other stuff. I realized that I wanted to know how deep you guys could get on members of the Chicago White Sox. Members current of the current no. team. Are we talking about like spring training invitees or like the 40 man? The 40 man roster oh, of your Chicago White your Sox. Chicago White Sox. <laughs> How deep can you go on an active Yikes. professional team? I need a pen. <laughs> in this city. Chris Tannehill, you're first. Eric Fetty. Uh, <laughs> Eric Fetty is, of course, correct. Nikki Lopez. <laughs> Look, see, they're going to go deep to yeah, show you guys are off. being really kind. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is correct. He's on the team at this point. Taddy, I need another White Sox player. Yo, on Moncada. That is correct. That's one off of Danny's list. Garrett <laughs> Crochet. Garrett Crochet is correct. Uh, oh, my God. Luis Robert. Luis Robert is correct. That's right. Tanny. Tuki, 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 Tuki Toussaint. Tuki Toussaint is correct. My guy, Bailey Horn. <laughs> Bailey Horn. You guys are being so kind that I love the bit. Eloy. Eloy Jimenez. Keeping Danny alive. That's right. Danny. Andrew Benintendi. Andrew Benintendi is on the team. For this year and next year, sadly. Jimmy Lambert. Jimmy Lambert is on the 40-man roster. Danny. Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn is on the team. And now we might be in trouble, (laughs) folks. You could be in trouble. Paul DeYoung. Uh, Paul DeYoung is correct. The shortstop, former Cardinal Shane. Gavin Sheets. Gavin Sheets is, of course, correct. (laughs) I took a clear one from Danny. (laughs) Yeah, that was going to be my next guy, Lefty Power. Oh, God. There's still three catchers available. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, a lot they of got pitchers. A, they got a Thornton. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt Thornton, Thornton no longer on the team. But it's his fault still, <laughs> Ronji. <laughs> that fastball was too straight. That was the problem. Right. Now Matt Thornton's out. Right. Now let's see how the boys can do. Back and forth we go. Tanny, I need a White Sox player. How about my guy? He's not hustling. Neither am I. Martin oh, Maldonado. No. <laughs> I knew that. Nobody's hustling to buy tickets. He's not even hustling. Linda first base. <laughs> uh, Michael Soroka. Michael Soroka is oh, indeed there. Tanny. Um, I uh, yeah, I joked to Benetti about being able to catch big games like the debut of this guy, Jake Eater. Jake Eater is there. Traded for Jake Berger was Jake Eater. Your Shame. 2023 starting right fielder and star of the team, Oscar Colas. Oscar Colas oh. is on the 40, man. We could be here a while. Yeah, we should just tap out of this. One more. The other guy who's probably going to be the starting right fielder. Yeah. My guy, Dom. Dominic Dominic Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No context. Just names back and forth. That's the only way this is fun. Go yeah. ahead, Danny. We'll yeah. let you back in. <laughs> Kopech. Michael Kopech's still on the team. I, I, I know Kopech. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kopech's still on the team. Is Luis Basabe still there? <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of this. Another catcher joke. of probably negative <laughs> war by the end of the season, Max. Max Stassi. <laughs> Max Stassi is correct. <laughs> so Give me another one. Corey Lee. Oh, come on. Oh, you Nobody also, wins it. You can have yeah, it. All the catchers yeah, are gone. I was going to say Corey Lee, but then there's one more bad catcher. Yeah. yeah this is got. the one time where no one wins, including <laughs> us nor the audience. Nor uh, the audience. Is there um, Go done. ahead, Danny. Yeah. If you got one, you nope, win this category. It. If Danny can name one, he's got the category. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Is is uh, Lenin? Uh, is Lenin on the team? Lenin Sosa? Lenin Sosa! <laughs> yeah. People forget that he still exists. He does. Including his manager. I was just thinking, <laughs> the only one I was sad he didn't mention is Tanner Banks. What about <laughs> Banks? Bottom. Still there. Oh, All man. right, there they are. All right. We're giving Danny the category. I, I don't deserve it. Sense. Always I w- a big White Sox guy, Danny. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, White Sox PR? He's back in. <laughs> you guys went three rounds before Kopech came into my mind. Isn't he like the number two starter? Probably. Yeah. All right, next category. Right, Here we go. go. 64. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. You guys, big fans of Shane Gillis, the stand-up comic, very hot right now, yeah. who just hosted Saturday Night Live. He's not on this list, but I wonder if you can name the top 10 highest grossing comedians of 2023. 
Top 10 grossing comedy tours of 2023, according to Polestar and Billboard box score. Okay, so it's for it's from touring. It's not like what they earn in residuals. And Correct. Things. It's, it's from the from, from the an tour. Act, from an active tour. Who made tour. the most money from an active comedy tour in 2023? Shane, you get to go first. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is number nine on this list. Yes. Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer, number three on this list at $32.9 million. Wow. Uh, Jim Gaffigan? Is not on this list. Perhaps because he co-headlined? Yeah, there's a lot of semantical things, but yeah, I, I will I will adhere to your list. But I'm it's, sorry, it's interesting. Yeah. He's usually up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's da- he he might have just done just the Seinfeld things and not not, not, not done as many not arenas this shows year. is right. So it's active touring comedians who grossed the most. Shane, back to you. Uh, Nate Bargatze, number five yeah, on this that was, list. That was going to be uh, yeah. one of mm-hmm. one of mine for sure. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, Rock had a big tour in 2023, right? Uh, he's not on this list. Was that Chris 2022? Rock. Must have been. I think the Netflix. Oh, I don't know, but he's no, he, he's not on this list. Okay, Shane, need one more from you. Uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr, number four on this list. That's it. Is Shane Ch- wins is again. Chappelle on the list? Number two. What about Segura? Uh, no, Kevin no. Hart, number one. Ah, yes, yeah, by a lot. At 67.5 mil. Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. Seinfeld on there? Nope. Okay. So maybe because he shared with Gaffigan. Well, and he's thinking. residuals. Like he's still the high, he still makes the most right. because of all of the things I that he I almost chose that, but I, th- I went with active tours. Yeah. Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, Burt Kreischer, Bill Burr, Nate Bargatze. Taylor Tomlinson, number seven. Yeah, she's... Sebastian Maniscalco, Joe Coy, and, s- and somebody named Peter Kay. Wow. I don't know Peter K. Yeah. Wow. Manchester, Glasgow, and especially London for Peter K. Okay. There it is. Well, we fought a war to not have to worry about guys who go touring over there. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I knew the category was not going to get exhausted. Even oh, if you guys it's 10 names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good list, though. Good list. Good. good. All right. I think the listeners learned some White Sox today. <laughs> Try some sub- subjective next time. It works real well. <laughs> Thank you. The Bears and White Sox need each other and might actually work together. What's happening? Parkinson speak on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.